0: If the guys if the guys don't mind, what I what I want to do today. We have we had a guy who was in yeshiva, his name's Avi Walaski. Avi Walaski is an all-timer in yeshiva. And he's somebody who grew tremendously as a ventura. He's Davidelli's friend. He's from Baltimore. And a very, very special. His name was Flash. That's, that was his nickname. An excellent football player is a cool skill he has, an excellent musician. An underrated talent, but just a wonderful, wonderful person. And what, well, yeah, Avi is somebody in a serious, serious bentira. He's in law school, and he's married with a young daughter. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. He's in law school in Georgetown. A very, very special, developed guy. And Avi's grandmother came to see him, and the whole yeshiva fell in love with her. She came to see him. I I have a picture in front of me. She was like, she she held up her fist. Avi, he just said a husband for her yesterday at her Levaya. And Avi described, Grandma, he described that see him. She went like this, and she kept... I want to say a few things about her. During Zoom, Zoom was a fascinating period. And anybody, some of the guys here were on the Zooms. We had hundreds of people. We came together daily to learn Torah. And she would sit every single Zoom. You saw grandmother and grandchild. They were they were they were holed up together. They're they're in COVID. They were together. That was where they were. They, they spent the time together. And she and she would sit next to Avi. And you saw on the Zoom every single day, Grandmom and Avi sitting next to each other. It was a beautiful scene of Shitmamish joining the yeshiva, and. I want to say, she she passed away yesterday, and I I want to say two things about this wonderful lady. I feel like she was part of the yeshiva. I feel like somebody in the yeshiva passed away. She was an incredible person, but I want to say two specific things. I want to say the first thing about staying young and trying new things. Here, a lady in her 80s went to Shear every single day. She did not, she did not have the background. I, I always wonder how much. I'm, she was a very she was a smart person. I'm sure she understood a lot. She understood how precious it was that we gathered together to learn every day. I don't know if she understood, guys that I say too many Hebrew words and the way we express but that a, that a lady stayed so young she was extremely young enthusiastic, positive and willing to try new things the, the way we determine young and old is interesting I have said this Maril many times before there's an iser leman sfeis harava sfeis means to equate Arava and atsmeya and we learn Shui from this as an isser for an old person to marry a young person. <clears throat> People should marry their age. Says the Maril, what defines old and young? Mm-hmm. It's us, so we picture like an 80-year-old man marrying a 30-year-old lady. An old man can't marry a young girl. Mm-hmm. The Maril says shmali what defines old and young? The Torah says a Rava and a Tzmeya. A means somebody who's thirsty and a Rava is somebody who's satisfied. Somebody who arrived already, I'm completed, is considered old. Somebody who's thirsting and feels incomplete is con- con- considered young. I am no bucky in Reb Nachman's Torah, not yet. One day, Be'ez Hashem, I'm not a, I don't know Reb Nachman's Torah well. From the little I do know, Reb Nachman was fire against people who consider themselves whole. I was so proud. Of one of the B'nai Torah, an arch I'm very close to, he worded it in a way you would understand here he said i don't want a fixed girl i don't want a girl who feels so whole she's per i want somebody who feels a little broken now there's a line it's not it's not linguistics it's not like verbal i don't like when people say things poetic but they have no meaning it just gets me ached. It just bothers me. Like, stop trying to sound fancy. You're not saying anything. I said gets me ugh because I didn't want to use any fancy verbiage to express that idea. So I wanted to use the least, like, words to express the, how much it bothers me when somebody uses words for something. Well, you're young. <laughs> Thank you. Messi. So there's, there's a line. They quote They quote this from all different grades. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> they quote this line, they quote this, <laughs> they quote this line from different greats, but the line is, there's nothing as whole as a broken heart. Now it sounds like, oh, okay, like, I would start booing. if It was like, you could going to all start booing. Like, there's nothing as whole as a broken heart. It's so good what it's saying. It's a truth to what that's saying. There's nothing as whole as a broken heart. I mean, the healthiest thing is to know we're all lacking, Don't pretend the rebbeim and the yeshiva, what's the matzaviyah? The rebbeim are all the fixed people and then we bring in some broken ones for the fixed people to fix. It's a bunch of garbage. We're all incomplete. We're all working on ourselves. We're all very, very human. Very, very human and trying to grow. I have asked guys in yeshiva to be dorm counselors. I have asked people to come back to Shabbos. I don't try to show the guys all the, all the like the ones who look pretty. Wow, that guy, he's perfect. If you're human and you're alive, you have challenges. I don't pretend to guys. I've asked guys to be dorm counselors. You know what? I'm struggling with them. Come struggle with us. What I want to show somebody is if there are no more struggles, the perfect guy. It's a bunch of malarkey. That's not a truth to life. It's not a truth. This is a world of Nisianus, of challenges, and people have, have we all have our things. We're struggling. And hmm. together, let's grow, let's develop, let's, let's grow together, let's really develop. What somebody who stays young, and Reb Nachman was very, very, had a kanos against people who were afraid to begin. Reb Nachman was all about beginnings. Don't be afraid to try a new thing, to step out of your comfort zone, to overcome the next challenge. Don't be afraid to struggle. Don't hide behind a sense of perfection. There's nothing as whole as a broken heart. There's nothing as whole as a person who's honest and in touch. There's nothing as broken as a whole heart, as a person, I'm just perfect, you're bro- that's the most broken, then, then you're broken with that. The best, we're all human, we're human beings, the condition of human beings is to have challenges and difficulties, and that's how the world works. It's an what it means to be old, says the Maril, is somebody who's, who feels satisfied. That's what it means old. And what it means to be young is somebody who feels that they still have new things they want to try and experience. A 30-year-old man who feels done, he's big, is us to marry an 80-year-old lady who's excited and actually has new... new. She's considered young and he's considered old. The old and young has nothing to do with age. has to do with attitudes. And I just want to say one thing that always struck me is how young this lady was. Her willingness to start going to Shia in her 80s for a Torah that she, she wasn't used to and she joined in with such a nice attitude. Her, son, her son-in-law said that she was like, she was, she was the oldest, per- she was the youngest, but she was the oldest young person in our yeshiva. She was, we lost a member of the yeshiva, she was part of the yeshiva. I want to say one thing about it. I want the lesson of us staying young all the ages of our life, to ever be fresh, unafraid to try new things, to attempt new ideas. My father recently, my father recently was challenged by somebody who learned in this yeshiva, who joined this Kailo. My father, for many years, learned seven blood a day. He learned shas for many years. And a guy in the Kailo, a guy in his Kalo who learned in, in Waterbury, he said to my father and he pushed my father that you learn all the black, start a new thing, write a chiddush on every armor that you learn. And he bought my father notebooks and he like pushed and My father like took on the new challenge. And I was so moved, like the willingness to try something new. You get into patterns and a safetiness of what we do, the willingness to extend, the willingness to try and there's something so young. This, this special lady, Avi Wolaski's grandmother, was a person who moved me a lot in this area of, um, of trying new things and staying young. And the coming to Shirsh every single day for this lady at her age in her 80s, the willingness and the youthfulness... Does not say, I'm old already, this is... And she became part of the matzav. She loved it, was cheering on every part so engaged in the matzav. So the staying young is a lesson for ourselves, never to be afraid to begin. Rev Crohn, Rev Ram Kroon, who's in the base Medrash, said, told me he had an uncle who at 80 years old decided he wants to learn chess. He said he did not have a learning background. And from 80 to 87, he did that and completed that Fyoimi. I love when people at all ages are willing to explore, are willing to step out of their comfort zone. Our very own Ray Brownstein, I'm very moved. I'm a skier. We're getting. I don't want to mention like the season yet. We're still holding on to these beautiful, gorgeous, these gorgeous fall days. But I, I the, the, this, the winter will come. What can I tell <laughs> you? The winter is coming. And <laughs> the bottom line is is that we're going to get to the ski scene. I'm so a skier. And I, <laughs> I'm always a skier, and there are guys who are boarders. I'm so impressed with Ray Brownstein that he decided one year, as a skier, I'm very safe and comfortable. The first time you board, you're on, you're on the snow a lot. And and I was so impressed, the willingness to go out of his comfort zone, to begin trying to board. Or get snowboarded? He boarded, he boarded. I like the attitude. But in our own lives, to not be afraid, to step out of where we're comfortable to begin, you stay young like that. You stay young. And that's the first lesson. The next lesson I want to say is the lesson of a nice word to somebody else. She was a queen. She always had a nice word to say somebody to say it was so sweet and kind, just such a nice positive word that mattered a lot, the power of chizak and a kind word. She would always say, Oh your beautiful family, please send them regards like praising your family. And it, it, it meant it meant something. I was like to get texts often on Erev Shabbos Kodesh it was such nice. I, always, I tried, I'm not the biggest texter, and I would call back often, often, instead of texting back, texting for me is a little bit of a chore. I'm not such a texter, my phone is not so mesogled to send texts. And I would try to call back, I'm just such a positive, kind person, what she would say and the chizek she would give. Chizek is very, very powerful. To say a good word to somebody else is extremely powerful you build on chizuk. I always say, in my life, in my life, I, I built some things. I have the siyat of the shmaya to build some things. When you remember your friends who assisted you in building, the biggest help was people who gave chizuk, who gave encouragement. That's a huge help in building, the people who, who, who gave chizuk, who gave encouragement. It's like one of the ingredients necessary to build. You remember people who were mechazek you, who, who gave a good word. It was striking to me that the Gemara and Gittin, our speaks about on a goyish holiday not giving chizuk to a guy, not like giving him a good morning, because he's going to feel it came from his avodah But there halacha is of chizuk. Chizuk's a thing. Chizuk is chel. I've said over the story many times, and I like this story a lot. That a yid told me that he went to the Kleisenberg Rebbe, that great great Sadak. And he asked him, I'm going into Chenuch, do you have any tips? The Kleisberger Rebbe was very, very old. He said, I'm going into Chenoch, do you have any tips? And the Kleisberger Rebbe said, Chizuk. So the person thought he didn't hear. Chenoch! He screamed to the Kleisberger, I said, Chenuch, education. And he said back again, Chizuk, which means encouragement. They went like back and forth. He's screaming in the Rebbe's ear, Chizuk, Chizuk, Chenoch, Chizuk. Okay, he walked away like frustrated. The Rebbe heard him very well. He was saying, like, Chenoch is like, you're giving advice. How many parents and people giving it? How many? T- you have a 13-year-old sister. I give advice. Don't give advice. Give Chizok. Tell her, tell her how cool she is. Tell her how special she is. Tell her about a good midas. This, this was a lady who liberally dispensed Chizok. You met her. She, and it mattered a lot. It mattered. I feel selfish. When I might say Shabbos, I was told She passed away. I promise you, I'm being honest. Maybe it's a selfish thing to say, but it says who the lady was. I'm going to be honest. Le'ilu this Mrs. Sokol, this precious lady, that I want to be honest that I was personally felt tsar. I didn't feel tsar for the family. That was later on I felt sorry for avi. I felt a personal loss. I felt somebody gave chizuk. Somebody gave chizuk it's very important. It's an interesting thing. You'll notice if your friend, chas you know somebody who loses a grandmother, So you tend to ask how old she was, how old was it? What you're really giving is Musa. What are you being so sad? She was 93, you're giving Musa. You ask the question, you're really saying is chill out, she was old. Now, anybody loses their grandparent, it's Kitzei Sashem Eshpitzarayim, she was 30. Please understand, to the world, she was 86. To the family, she was 35. Because to the family, I remember when my grandfather was nifter. It was a blow. It was a tremendous loss. To other people, fine. He was old. To other people, as a certain age, to you, she's important. He's important. It's young. It's important. The Gemara says, "Misa, on a, misa of a certain sadek is k'tzei sashemish Like the sunset midday. What do I mean? He was old because he was so important. It wasn't old. I want to say that she was a lady who gave chizuk, that it was a tremendous ser. It's unusual. An older person, you say she lived a happy life. She, she was an older lady. She gave chizuk. It was, a big, it, was a, it was a big blow. Chizuk. Somebody who gave encouragement. Don't ever underestimate encouragement. Guys, I see guys in rooms that they say sharp things to each other. I was like reading, those things have big prices, the sharp things, don't be a sharp guy, don't say sharp things to people. I once told, told the Bachar and she, I want everybody to remember this rule. I'm gonna tell you a rule. Okay, I'm gonna say it this way. There was a guy, there was a guy in my father, when I got married, so there was a guy in the shul who was a tough guy. He had been through a tough life and he used to make, like, jokes to people that were very, very sharp. So I would come visit my father-in-law he'd say, Oh, mooching from the schwer again, like you're taking your, from your father-in-law again. He would say it, like, loudly. I would turn red. It was embarrassing. A guy would get in aliyah. He would call out something very sharp. He was a sharp fellow. He had been hurt a lot in his life. I, I now know his story, what his story is. He had a lot of pain. He would express it saying sharp things to people. There's something called, just to tell you, there's something called, that's not his story. There's something, anybody here heard the word counterphobic? A counterphobic works like this. Sexes are anxious from people. So there are two things, (laughs) (laughs) there are two things you could do if you're anxious from people, Shui. Either you could be afraid of people. If I'm a phobic, so I'm afraid of people, I'm anxious, whoa, I'm just afraid it'll hurt me, and I have a certain fear of people, that's, that's a six. A counterphobic six, what's the best way not to be afraid? They attack everybody. They I say mean lines. What? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that. You're afraid. Instead of being afraid, you go on the offense. The best defense is good offense. So they attack. They'll say mean lines. They're counterphobic and they're, they're really intimidated. The way is like to be aggressive, to attack. Some people do that. I told this. I, so I saw Nat Shul. He was a guy who was attacking. He was not attacking because he, he felt insecure. This is like a counterphobic. Azah. I saw some people thought they were being so gishmak, they would say mean lines back to them. And they thought they are getting going with The Gemara speaks about people are Zimri or The guy would go home push like you're not going to believe it. He would say to his wife, "Devorla, I mamish was kind with of my boy. Oh, Did I rank out? I told him such a good line. I saw the way they would say the lines. They thought it was like it was gishmak for him, and it was gish- We were both being gishmak together, because he said a good line. He likes that. He loves that game. He says a good line, and you say a good line back. So I'm playing his game, pashit like it's a mitzvah. I promise the guys who say the sharp lines." They're the most sensitive guys in the whole room. Don't talk sharp back. I once saw a Bachar and Yeshiva with his father-in-law. He had been a Bachar and Yeshiva with his father-in-law. And his father-in-law was a type who said like mean type of lines. And I spent time with them both. And he said like sharp lines back. And I was very stark. I told him privately, don't ever talk sharp back to your father-in-law. Now you think he, he loves it. He hates it. He hates it. He's the most sensitive. He says sharp lines, okay. He's insecure. Don't say sharp lines back. Don't say sharp lines back to people. I see rooms that the normal conversations, like biting, don't say mean things to people. Don't say mean things. It it registers, it does damage. Don't say mean things, to not as a joke, not seriously. Don't say mean things. Become in the habit of saying kind things. Don't be a pretend, say real kind things. This was a lady who said kind things. When I heard she passed away, I might say, Shabbos, I was in pain. I felt like I suffered a serious loss. Why? Because she said kind things. She said such nice things. She would say, she just say nice things that, that, that felt good. I told, I'm going to say a story. I a, I, this, is, this is a crazy story. I'll tell you the story. There's a good story, Shui. I have I had this, there's a Messiah from Rebdan Segel that in the middle of your speeches, if a story comes to your mind, you should say it. And Rabdan Segel does that because Hashem is telling him to say the story. I don't do that because if I do that, I'll talk about the giant, in the middle of the I'll start talking about the giants being one, and no, it would be a chile so I don't do that. I can't say, I don't have the siat d'ishmai Segel. Yeah, at least you're not talking things. <laughs> 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 That's in the giant. Lemaissa, <laughs> if something's like, if there's a gut to speak about something, so I feel it's Ashkoch, if it's like Shtark, and there was before a Shear, I had this gut to tell over a story. I was speaking on a certain topic, and I had a sense I should relate a certain story. I asked my wife, and my wife, for a specific reason, wasn't sure I should tell the story. But at the end, I usually listened to her. I held here that I should tell the story. I even called my mother to, I even made a phone call to find out the name of the lady the story happened to. My mother told me the name and I said over the story. This, this, happened, this happened a year ago, Eli. The following story I said over and the kids heard the story, somebody sent the kids a recording of, this, of the story and they, they, they lost it. It was her yard site that day. It was that lady's yard site that day. And Hashem put in my head that I have to say the story. Like I felt the sense. This lady had his chus and shemayim. We were inspired. The story was, there was a lady. Yeah, there's the story. The story is the following story right now. I said over with her name. I'm not saying her name right now. At the time, I felt to say the name. doesn't matter the name. I remember her name right now. It doesn't matter. This, we we, we was at Pesach, my grandparents would bring us to a hotel. In this specific hotel was mostly older people. For years, my grandparents had over the family. My grandmother got a certain age. She couldn't have the family over anymore. So she'd bring us to a Pesach hotel. We'd rotate with our cousins going to this hotel. It was not all old people. That was the hotel it was for elderly people. That's how it worked. We went with my grandparents. We were a younger family. There were many, many people that sat at their own tables. There were elderly couples all over at their own tables. Sometimes they had four people, six people. This man and his wife were there. They also had a grandchild or two. They had a very small family. There, different years, different grandchildren. And this lady, was like she was an incredible lady, very positive and a comedian. She was hysterical. She'd have us... Doubled over and laughed. She was very funny. <coughs> Pesach, her table would grow and grow and grow and grow. They kept having to give her bigger tables. More and more elderly people wanted to be with her and her husband. She was always so praising and nice and warm. So people, and she was hysterical. People would join. We stayed at our table. We were a big table with my grandparents, with my family, other relatives. So we had our own table. But our table was back to back with their table next door. Now, so if, if, if our table was right where Maisha's there, there, ta- I picked the example, I didn't make this our table, because that's how it was. She was closer to the right side. So if our table was right there, this was her table. She, once in a while, she'd walk over to our table, and she would fear Tish, she would stand up, and she would tell stories and jokes, and always kept you know, always laughing and telling compliments. She was a wonderful person. Her back, there was a table right here, and there was a guy there who the whole youngster was quite negative. I don't judge him. I don't know his story. And he wasn't the most positive of fellas. One of these guys who was sending stuff back to the waiters, you call this a lamb chop, you know, take it back, you know. He was very like, he was very like that, you know. The bottom line is, is she's talking and he just loses it. The guy at that table mm-hmm. says to this Rebetzin, that what's wrong with you? What do you see? You have to stand right next to me and stand here, go someplace else, why do you have to stand here? So she looks him in the face and she says in such a sweet way, she says, I'll be honest, you're a good-looking fellow and I actually like standing near you. Remember, she's an older Robinson. And she said like sweetly, you're a good-looking guy. She actually, I promise, the guy's wife said, she said in a way she wasn't an attacker. She said, matter of fact, you're a good-looking guy. Like, and the guy's wife said he was looking in the mirror that night, making his hair nice. He said to his wife, am I that good-looking? Mm-hmm. He asked his wife. He was a good-looking fellow, Mustama. I don't <laughs> remember his face. But she was like, she, that's what she said to him, like in a very disarming way. That, that guy ends up joining her table and joined in. Never, I'm not talking about saying in fake things. Never underestimate saying nice things. But a real person who says nice things... One of the I, 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 this lost me meant something. She said nice things. There's a person who gave good chesed, who said pleasant, positive things. There's a tremendous power of kind words. Of a kind word, tremendous power. Never underestimate chesed, encouragement. I had a ma'isa. I had a ma'isa with a guy here, who was who, who was telling me something, and I was trying to give a solution. And he told me a while later how frustrated he was and I just wanted chizuk. I just, he, to, he described to me another guy, yeshiva, like, like put his hand on him and says like, I'm with you, I feel you. There's so many times we try to answer and advise sonnets like this. How many times do we give people we love advice when all they needed was chizuk, encouragement? Mm. Always give encouragement. Be a person who gives encouragement. Be, don't give advice so much advice. But say there our our big advice. But say the best thing we could. Maybe I'm giving advice right now, but mm-hmm. our biggest mm-hmm. thing we could give is chizem, give encouragement. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say in a eulogy, we lost a person who was a big loss because she gave encouragement. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna close. The last thing I wanna say is that a big value in yeshiva is being good to family. A, the, the, I quote this Rashi, this is like Waterbury 101. People come here to learn Torah and we're Zaych every day we'll learn Musa together. A huge, huge, huge part of steiging is be good to your family. There's a Rashi in Mishle, the Pasik says, goyim nafshay ish you want a man of kindness? Gaimel nafsha, min du nafsha rashi says is mishpachtei. Somebody who is good to his family is a man of kindness. People love doing kindness all around the world. Remember your family. Gaimom nafsha yishhaser, a man's good to his family is a man of kindness. Be good to those close to you. Take care of your sister, be a good brother to your sister, be a loyal son. It's interesting that we're going to say in a short little while we're going to start slicheis. And we're going to bang and we're going to speak about very fundamental things. And one of the things we're going to say is bagadnu. Bagadnu means disloyalty. The word loyalty is a delicious, delightful word, loyalty. Loyalty is loyal to mishpacha. Be a loyal brother. I'm going to tell you something that's slightly sad. i to tell you something that's sad. At the end of the year, at the end of the year, is a little bit sad, I don't want to make pe- I don't want to, at the end of the year, guys get up and they praise family members, they get up, it's beautiful, guys get it, at the end of the year, guys see him, he thanks his mom and his dad, many beautiful things have been said, I thanks mom, a guy thanks dad, I've seen a few times that a guy didn't have such a relationship to his father. And I was wondering, but honest guys, what, the, what are they going to say? And I've seen guys get up in those cases. They're not going to say something, pretend. They say, thank you, dad. It, they're different versions of this. But the basic thing was, if anybody started up with me, you'd protect me. And it's nice. That's the truth. But... The, there was something so bad of that, that that's, that was the, that's the, if if my kids would get up and that's their line, or if somebody would start up with who do you, you'd defend me. That's, that's the end of the relationship. Of course that should be true, but that's bare minimum. Like that, that's the end of it. If somebody would beat me up, you'd be there. <laughs> do you, uh, do you give to me when nobody's beating me up? Like I, I, I do you give me chizuk and encouragement? I've had guys in yeshiva get upset if somebody's acting, you know, trying to be inappropriate with their sister, they defend their sister. I always tell the guy, it's wonderful, I'm not mocking, I actually appreciate that, that you're standing up for your sister, bless your soul, Do you stand up but do you, could you, may, maybe be there and give her chizuk. tell her how cool she is, go eat out with her, go give her a call and ask her how her life's going. Be the one who, 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 who feeds her, who gives her chizuk, who gives her encouragement, who tells her how special she is. You're doing the bare minimum. It's nice that if somebody starts up with her, you protect, that's nice. I'm not knocking that, that's something. But that's like when, when a guy has nothing else to say, and it's a truth. But that's, that's so sad. That's it. If somebody beats you up, um, is there more? It's at least that. I, I'm not making fun of that. That's good, but that's the starting point. But God knew was this loyalty. There's something called loyalty. To be a brother to his sister, to be a brother to his brother. Guys, come back on off Shabbos. It's this Shabbos you'll come home. There's a little brother who's waiting. Just notice him. Yo, what's up? Sit down and play a game with him. Give him some chesukim. Be a loyal person. I don't like empty banging and empty words. It's a whole life change. I want to be a more loyal guy. One of my main focuses, this Elul, I want to think about, is the word we said by an Eved Ivri. It says, v'chei hachi chaimach, that your your brother has it good with you. Somebody who is with you has it good. You have an Eved, he has it good with you. You have a brother, he's going to be in good hands, he's your brother. That means he's going to get chizok and love and encouragement. Be loyal as best as we can to be a loyal person. I want to say that during COVID on that, there was a lot that went on on Zoom, that little slice of all our computers, that box of a, of a grandson sitting with his grandmother was amazingly touching to me. There are a lot of chesed in the world, a lot of glorious chesed. The chesed in the middle pages of papers, like you do this for your son and this. The biggest chesed is the guy who was there for his grandmother, he was close. And encourage you. I love seeing family ties and focus on family. It was a very, very precious of somebody who was close to his mishpacha and giving to his mishpacha. And I want to share that lesson of loyalty, of a profound loyalty to be a loyal grandson, to be a loyal sibling, to be a loyal child, to be loyal to mishpacha. Is a very, very big lesson that was, that was taught on that day. Taught at that kufa on those zooms. So on this on, on the day after Petir, I want to share that lesson of family of being close to Mishpach. I think that's in early in the Tyra we study Avram Avinu, want to be impacted by Avram. Avram Avinu fought a whole war, Kenishba Ba'achiv. It's one of the most dani, it's one of the most inspiring scenes in the whole Torah to me. Avramavinu Avinu has a yeshiva of idealists. It's an incredible place. And he comes in one day and he says, guys, I'm su- shutting the yeshiva for a couple of months. What? Doesn't say for how long. They're like, what? This is like a background of Das Hashem Yassi. And Avramavinu Avinu Shmueli says, we're shutting for a couple of months. They're like, what? What's going on? What are you talking? Can you imagine Ophiach? Avram Avinu comes to the yeshiva. He says, Hevre. he starts handing out guns. We're becoming a militia over here. <laughs> They're like, what? He said, yeah, my nephew, Kinish Ba Ba'achiv, my nephew's been captured. I'm fighting a war. And I'm, I'm, I'm tremendously moved by that. All the idealism, Avraham Avinu's yeshiva has not let us shut. What happens to all the people applying, all the people whose lives have to be affected? I'm sorry, my brother's been captured. I'm sorry, Kinish Ba Ba'achiv, my brother's been captured. And he, and, and, and he books out, my brother, my brother's been captured. There's people, people, this is a little bit, I don't want to call this so deep, Shoey, it's a truth. There's the rush of making friends and the loyalty of friendship. There are people that are very, very good to the guy who's not their friend. Their friend they already have, they've captured him. So their friends they neglect and they go out and try to capture friendship. Then once you're their friend, stay away from people like that because you might become their friends. To be the guy's friend, he neglects his friends. He's into the rush. The rush of capturing friends is very overrated. Friendship, friendship is deep. Friendship is deep. Friendship's powerful loyalty. The guy who's capturing friends and the guy who's a good friend to the friends that are his. You know, you have a community that's very good at welcoming new people, but woe on to the guy who's already. I always think in yeshiva, and Yeshiva it's very, very fascinating to me, the first night of Yeshiva. You know what I grapple with Benyamin? The new guy needs a hug more because he's new. But I always think more important to give it to the old guy. He's a friend already. If you're just a guy he gives a hug to the new guy, so lest I become an old guy, it's, it's like a bad idea. Friendship, loyalty to family, to people that are ours already. The, the best hope is this new person becomes family also. Make sure Those that are in your family, loyalty to family is huge, huge sugya in, in, in thinking about growth and thinking about where we want to get to this year, a person taking seriously the relationships in his life. Taking it very seriously, he's taking it seriously that he's a brother to a sister. It's important if he's an uncle. It's important. Just remember Avram Avinu with all his idealism shut his yeshiva down. His nephew was captured. He said, "All my idealism. This is my nephew. I'm sorry. I I, I can't right now. This is my nephew." Avram Avinu who taught us a world of priorities and how to prioritize. What's important and what's if his brother was captured, the yeshiva shut down. So I wanted to share that lesson of, of, of loyalty, of being loyal to Mishpacha. I saw that a lot in Avi with his grandmother during those precious Zoom seasons. I saw that a lot. The, I wanna This is not like a. There's not a day I wanna like pile sad things. I came yesterday, so I went to I went to this levaya, and then I went, I went to be Menachem Avlon lake with michal adler, and I want to say there's a sugya Michal Adler is somebody who learned in the yeshiva for years, and he got up this morning from shiva of his father, and there's a sugya called yisurim. It's a very, very difficult sugya of the challenges of life, difficulties that people go through in life. Very difficult sugya. His father had been sick for many, many years. For the last 15 years, his father has been very, very sick. And yesurim, pains and difficulties, a difficult sugya. Hashem is very, very kind to us. Hashem does so much chesed to us. And then there are challenges and yesurim. And yesurim's a whole sugya. But I want to share I want to a Rashi in kedushin with the Hevra. Johnny, can you pass a Kedushim? Shui, I want you to hear this Rashi. It's a Tyrus Avram, Avram Guzinski. I want to share this with the guys because it's just the truth. It's, I don't say this easily and it's complicated. But listen to this Rashi in kedushin. Shmoli, tell me what you think. The Gemara kedushin says, it's a Gemara on daf, The Gemara and Daf Lamid Gimel in Kiddushin, and the Gemara Lamid Gimel Avi. Listen to what the Gemara says in Kiddushin. The Gemara says, "I am curious. I want to ask you this. Kasha, Shui. we? Yossi, listen to this. Kasha, oh, Reb Yochanan, Ofer, listen to this. Should we listen to this? Reb Yochanan would stand up in front of old goyim." A guy would walk by. Rabbi Yechanan, the great Amira, Rabbi Yechanan, would stand up. Amar, he take. said, Kama Patki, Adu alayu. How many occurrences pass by this man? What does he mean? An old man would pass by a guy. Rabbi Yechanan, the great Reb would stand up. Says Rashi, here, Patki, many occurrences, Vitzaros. They had many. Pain, sorrows, they saw many miracles. Now, what is this? They had sorrows, they had a lot of sorrows. Why is that a reason to stand A guy went through a lot of pains. So, if he's a tzaddik, he went through pain and he responded greatly. Okay, so stand up for him. Let's say he's an old grump. Maybe the man's like an old, hardened very negative person. He's a grump now. He's become a cynic. What's a word for somebody who's been through a lot and becomes like cynical? What, what, what would be a word for that? There's a word that's not coming to me right now. What? Jaded. jaded. That was the word I was thinking. Thank you, Ruben Yain. Jaded. So Maybe he's a very... Very good, Ruben Yain. Maybe he's a very jaded man. Ruben Yain is word of the day. He's jaded. He's hardened. He's cynical. He's a jaded <laughs> fellow. So what do you mean you stand up for him, <laughs> Bensi? Because he had tsaros. Shouldn't it depend what he does with those tsarois? Rabbi Yochanan, stop, now I admit. Rashi says a few things. Rashi says mikrois, happenings. tsaros, and he saw Nisim. So Nisim, I understand, he's, he's been in touch with Hashem. Stand up for him. Why do you stand up for him, Yosef? Because he had a lot of tsaros. Shouldn't it depend what he done? So the Rashi bothers me. I don't know, pshat. I don't know. Why does Rashi say, stand up for the man? He went through a lot. No. What do you do with that? <laughs> I hear he went through it. What I'm standing up is Chashib Shui. Shouldn't it matter what he did with it? Mm-hmm. The Torah Avram writes, he writes in his Akdama that if somebody goes through Tzarei and responds completely wrong, the Tzarei still elevates him. The, the Taras Avraham writes this. It's a very complicated sugya. Saris elevate a person. Why that is, what that is, and certainly we're people, we want, we want goodness and we daven for goodness in our life. But saris elevate a person. My Rebbe says, here yeah, saris. my Rebbe says that he could see on people a special beauty who went through hardship. Now in the yeshiva, a big rally and cry, we know that we always quote that sort of in the rock cave that you dwelled, Sham Kanisa people acquire their beauty. Holy now typically we say the response to the difficulty produces beauty. The Tayus have rum rights that if you respond wrong, it makes a person beautifully. Even if, nothing to do with the response. Mm-hmm. I have a little, this Rashi. Rabbi Yechenon stood up for old people because they went through tzaros. He's not saying he No, he doesn't say it in Rashi. He doesn't say it as Peshat in Rashi. Tahris I'd told that this Rashi, I don't even think he quote, he doesn't quote this Rashi. Zevi Trenk once sent me, Unzer Zevi Trenk once sent me this Tahris mm-hmm. He ever, ever showed this Taurus Avram Zevi trained showed me this Taurus Avram that somebody goes to Taurus it brings it brings a tusha. now we're not people we don't daven for Taurus and we want there's a line the Gemara I don't want the sting of a bee and I don't want its honey not the sting and not the so uh, in many ways Chavra I'm not saying we're asking for for Yisurim. But there's a sugya, Yisurim beautifies people. We don't know Hashem has information that we don't have access to, but there's a sogya of yesurim. There's a sogya. You stand up for somebody, about Yisurim. Abal Yisurim, you stand up for it. Rashi says you stand up for an old guy, he went through a lot of tzars. It's been through a lot. You stand up for a person. Sorrows bring something to a person. What it does to a person, I'm going to let you think. I'm thinking, well, we have to think together. But there's something, there's a, there's a world, it's a difficult sogi. It's a difficult sogyu. We certainly daven trashem for Hashem, to, to take good care of us. We don't ask for Yisurim, chas But there's a sogyu of what Yisurim does. I want to say specifically that Michal's father is a person who, See, through Michal. Yesurim, was a loyalist Hashem. His, his family describes him sta- waiting to, for a moment that he can daven put on his tefillin. Wait for a moment that he can go to shul. Wait for a moment that he can learn. He was in tremendous, tremendous sar, And through difficulties that he still served. Now, the Torah Savram is saying the Yesurim themselves have a place. The Rabbi Nishalom loves us. He's working with us. We always try to understand like where he's bringing us. There's a sugya called Yesurim and it brings out something good out of a person. Certainly, certainly we ask Hashem for the, the old, all the kind treatments. And certainly I want to just, I don't want to ignore one of the chevrah went through something. So I want to say takad his mishpacha, all his beautiful children, I see in Michal and all his brothers, all his siblings, very, very special people. This point, this point to accept, as a of Kabbalah of accepting that which Hashem's bring, understanding that He's trying to bring out something good out of us, Hashem. He's trying to bring something good out of us, I wanted to share with the Chevro. It means physically stand up. what do you say? It means like physically stand up for the person? Yes, yeah. It says He physically stood up. Yeah, yeah. physically like, physical. I want to. never sit down around here. <laughs> yeah, it's, a good, mm. it's a good kind of. No, I think we should start trying. Yeah. Everyone just stay standing all day. Then, then you can't stand up for everyone. Mm. Wow. Wow. I well, well, heard that answer. Sleeping is just standing up, like just being held that's, by yourself. That's your just bed. a stupid answer. I'm trying to sleep <laughs> all day, bro. <before. laughs> oh, no, it's like standing. No, I caught what you meant. I got, I got you. Yeah. Different way of standing. <laughs> I also like standing on my bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go stand on my bed bro. He's just walking in Bo's room and he's just standing on his bed. We <laughs> <laughs> just <you> see <laughs> the obvious no way. No, no, like, actually. Like, on their bed. Okay, I won't go to sleep. I wanted to end I wanted to end with one last thing that I like speaking about at the beginning of the year, very, very short, and to really encourage something in the dorms. This is something that I ask guys, really a point of Aliyah that all of us can work on. At all levels we are. There's a there's a line in the parsha that Hashem is mishalach Bakerb Machanecha. Baya Machanecha Hashem goes in our Mahnah holy. ervas It says not to push is not to be over a but But Chazal in ervas Dover is ervas diber. There's an iser daraisa. An iser daraisa. It's just important to know about the Messiah Sisharim speaks about this iser daraisa. There's an iser daraisa. V'la'yir b'cha ervas dover is ervas apet. There's an arayya speaking about topics that shouldn't be spoken about as an issur daraisa. Kipshutai ervas Deber. There's something about speaking about inappropriate topics. It says our machna should be kadash. It's a to talk about inappropriate topics, sensitive and private matters. An issur daraisa to have a conversation about matters of inappropriate things. That's an issur the Mashiach Sharm speaks about this Amen. in Parak Yud Aleph. He talks about clean diber. I want to talk about the general topic oh, when we about speaking clean diber. Now, certainly, Machanecha Kaddish, of Ervis <laughs> Hape. Bad conversations drives away the shechina. Meach Dirty and inappropriate topics drives away the shechina. Stop. So certainly, certainly, we have to make sure that we're not talking inappropriate topics. That's that's iser d'araisa. Every iser d'araisa has the iser, the actual iser, and then the lesson of what the iser teaches us. So certainly, we have to make sure to stay away from inappropriate topics. That's pashan but I want to say learning clean speech. We mm-hmm. spoke before about giving chizuk. learning to speak in appropriate, clean, sensitive ways. deeper matters a lot. Speech matters a lot. The speech creates an environment. Speech, what we say, how we say things, creates an environment. I think learning to speak in a refined, dignified manner. Now, it's peh. When we say the word peh. Speaking inappropriately there are a lot that goes when a guy says a swear word in yeshiva There is no ishidareisa to that. Oh, man. A guy says a swear word. It's not an ishidareisa So I don't want to like I don't want to like you can't just say what you want in Torah. That's not an ishidareisa. To say inappropriate topics is an La yer v'cha ervas d'aber is ervas d'aber inappropriate topics is asidaraisa. But I do want to say and learn from this, Deber is very, very powerful. And when we want the Machna to be Kaddish, we want the Machna to be holy. The Isser, the Tyrus says, is the Deber should not dibur of Arayis. Deber of Arayis makes the Machna not holy. Just the Deber. Deber creates an environment through speech. So I want to say that when people, I, would say, I beg guys in their own dorm room, First of all, we said earlier, be positive to each other and eliminate in the dorm room swear swear words. In a room make sure the language is classy and dignified. Bad words, and when the words flowing in the room creates a certain environment. Now I'm not, it's uh, not over ervas Ervas Ervasdiver again is certain topics. But it's interesting to me, when the Torah is saying to have a holy place, the Tirus hakba does not speech. W- w- your machna should be kaddish. Ki Hashem, Hashem is there, is amongst you, is in your machna. kadesh, keep it holy. And to keep it holy, how does the Torah say to keep it holy? With dibur. Good diburim. Good words. One of the biggest impacts. One day you're going to all have your own home. You create the environment of your home through words. Make sure your language is positive and make sure your language is classy, is dignified. A dignified and classy creates a certain environment. It's funny, they had, um, they had a guy came to speak in yeshiva. Years ago, we had a guy from a police, a cop, come to speak in yeshiva about, when we, when we were in Waterbury, about safety. And he told us that they were, they, he told us they were doing a lot of cleanup in the city. Because they had a theory that if the streets are more clean, then there's less crime in such an environment. It almost like struck me. They were putting in millions of dollars to work on the sidewalks through the inner city of Wedderbury. And in my mind, I was wondering this. Like, you're spending millions of dollars. You're correct? We have a lot bigger it's, problems it's your than money. bad sidewalks. Course, we have a lot bigger problems. I was thinking we have crime, and they have a theory a very a, a tried a, a Baduka Manusa theory that if things are cleaner and neater, it prevents crime. To me, it's passion in the dorm that the neater we keep the dorm, the better the behavior is. It's passion like that. Should we? I want to say something on the beauty of the blue of this whole of the whole Durham. How many guys, how many, box, a 160 Jewish. guys, how many guys actively appreciate how pretty it is? Percentage, what do you think? Who look around like, wow, the trees. I would huh? say one in four. I think I would say I would say one in four, about twenty five percent. I give you seven. Walk around. You could debate it. You could debate. I'm curious. I think one in four guys have an appreciation. That's about the number I'd give. Some could say half. I think it's higher here than in other cultures. Guys are artistic here. I think in a typical school the number would be much lower. I think there's more guys who tend to like beauty and nice things. I think the number is higher than most environments. my guess is one in four guys looks around, like the pretty trees, the nice leaves, and they get from him. Consciously. My, consciously. We're so positive. My chiddush is that even the three-fourths who don't consciously say, Wow, it's pretty here, are affected by beauty. What? Just that it's so nice, it makes people calmer, happier. All 75%? Yeah, I say 100%. What? Do you agree to this what? thing, Yaman? I I always dream when we were in a more difficult neighborhood, I dreamed of the day and used to speak about it that one day I'm going to get guys in a place that will be beautiful. So you're saying getting. Hashem, Hashem, <laughs> 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 Chesed, see Hashem has a way of like returning things. But, but Chesed Hashem, <laughs> Chesed Hashem, we're here now. So I want to say, I want to say that only a certain percentage, whatever Hashem number you have, a, consciously it appreciate it. But for everybody, canvas, when things are beautiful, it camera. creates a wow. certain environment. <laughs> It gives a certain feel. I don't that care, t- how it I don't care how it Even if a guy actively feels he doesn't care, it looks. It's a certain calm. Or you walk the streets, cool and things look pretty. It calms a person down. It brings a certain thing to a person. Me? You certain. agree to that, everybody. You agree, Alan? I think that's the truth. So. Mm-hmm. There's, there's things called environment, and they had a whole, it was called the Blight Record, they had a whole theory like this. Giuliani was the mayor of New York, had this theory to get things prettier and looking prettier, and he felt it would bring down crime. I want to say that in everybody's home, you're trying to make a certain mm. environment that causes certain behavior. Nothing infects environment like speech. When the Daisha wants to have a pure environment, it says, b'cha er eliminate arias of speech, inappropriate speech. Now, I'm not comparing swear words. The is not talking about swear words. So you not, swear. You're not allowed it you're not, you're not stick into the Torah whatever you want. I'm bringing out a point. <laughs> When the Torah wanted a certain environment that's pure, what it say? Be careful for Erez The speech shouldn't be profane, And I want to say that speech creates an environment. An environment that had a speech, it wouldn't be Kaddish. So I am saying in each dorm room to to try as best as we can to make an atmosphere that's, that's sincere, that's sweet interesting on the trips that guys took, that we sent guys to different places, that's something I would think a guy should be marked on with his group. Let's speak, let's speak dignified, let's speak, here we speak dignified. Ezra Shulman would, would go would, would in the yeshiva in a very fun way, had this whole like rally cry, how do you talk? And he would like, he would make a big push, how do you talk? And he would like, he would hold people out that the language He's the one who brought. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't yeah, know that. I didn't yeah, know. I didn't, no, know. No. I didn't know. Give, I give credit to said it, but I think that's an appropriate rallying cry. When you want an environment that's dignified, it creates. Good, it creates a certain behavior. When there's undignified speech, so you're creating a certain. There, certain things can flourish. Undignified behavior, Your speech goes a long way to creating an atmosphere. Yeah, there's definitely people who oh. underrate the power of speech in creating environment, in creating a whole matzah. Low speech creates low environment. That's, it's interesting that in the Torah, when it wanted the machna to be pure, so Hashem asserted speech, that speech of Arius In wanting the own environments that we have to be pure, I'm suggesting and asking, That we make sure that the speech is refined. I advise every single guy here, and I don't say to force this on your wife and children. Different people are different. In your own family, in your own homes one day, speak refined. Speak refined. It creates a certain atmosphere. Speak refined. Don't use certain words that are explicit. Don't use... Speak Belashinaki. This is something from Avi Meiris, from my father, something that I... That I learned from my, my Tata, something that I saw that creates a certain type of dignified atmosphere. You want to create a dignified the, the language is clean. So, something I advise each guy is his own dorm room. Each guy is, we all have our own types of words that we, that we know are better and worse. And using the right words, words create an atmosphere. I want to close. So, those were the three things. We spoke about Ali Woloski's grandmother, the two aspects of his grandmother both the really said three things, but we spoke about giving chizuk, we spoke about staying young, we spoke about commitment to family. The sugi of yesurim, this, this words, the importance of words and positive words, words create an atmosphere. creating your room, in this room we speak clean. Try it, try it out. Again, it's not an esser to say swear words, but it creates a lower atmosphere. The mimele will affect the behaviors. It will affect what goes on there, it's, it's an advice. I want to close by saying that we're all, Dovi, in a few minutes, Dovi Salzburg's headed out and is getting married on Thursday, I want to I wanna just thank Dovi. Dovi came back from Eretz Yisroel and was a dorm counselor here, and I always tremendously appreciate. He's somebody who brought his coolness here and gave a lot to the yeshiva. He's somebody who built himself I appreciate a lot, somebody who worked on himself and built himself to where he is. I remember, I have like vivid pictures, he was my son, Manny's Chavrusa, but I have a picture of Dovi on one of the rolling chairs, like rolling around the Ves and I saw him fight to become a ben If Dovi didn't fight, Dovi would have been a cool guy, and people could be matzliach and not having undergone the battle, and he would have been Aziz Sigay, but I said, say, oh, what a great guy. I saw him fight to connect to Torah, and I watched. I remember him rolling around, like trying to bring himself to his Gemara, and then I watched him learn and learn some more and learn some more. Dovi described, it was one of the best speeches of the year last year, he described, and guys talked about it a lot, guys alluded to it, he described his own journey in Rev. Center's yeshiva. Dovi had many choices in Eretz Yisrael and knew that it was going to be hard for him to go there. They had certain rules that were difficult, so the, the cell phone policy and just in general there's a certain structure how it goes there. And he described in such mature ways doing, putting himself in a difficult circumstance, not that that yeshiva is difficult, but just for his own tchuna and really the willingness to grow, to add, to develop, not just to go what's natural, And the Bentayra that he is today, I appreciate a lot. It's interesting when somebody sees somebody who's a precious Bentayra. So other guys, you see a Bentayra, whoa, a big Bentayra. I'm much more moved when I see work. So just to see the Ben Tyre, it's beautiful. It's a sight to behold. We were Zayche. I was and other people here were Zayche to see somebody who worked hard on himself, who continues to work hard on himself. It's all of life to build anything precious takes difficult work. It sometimes makes me chuckle. A young bacher will say, like, I want to have a certain type of house. As if, like, you're just going to, like, lie in bed. You're going to have to kill yourself. Your dream you gonna. It's gonna take hard work. It, it's it's cool that you're saying your dream. Are, are you willing to back it up and kill yourself for it? In in, in the, the rebbeim and yeshiva, people love talking. What's the shita of chinuch in yeshiva? Before you say any shita, are you willing to give all your money for it? Are you willing to kill you? The first shita is what you believe in. Bring it. Kill yourself for it. Reizon shita. You know, you want to yeah, talk about yeah. reizon is and chenach. The man is, is giving his all. I can't fathom what the man's doing amidst difficulty for Bachrim, for his Bachrim. Before you get to any shitas, are you willing to... Do you know how to bring it to kill yourself for something? Hard work. To build a beautiful home to have a beautiful marriage, to have beautiful children, takes work. It's not, it's not, nothing precious comes easy. It's wonderful, it's delightful, it's beautiful, and it takes work. And I want to say, Andaivi, that having seen somebody who's willing to work, he's not afraid to work, he's not afraid to take on to take on things and overcome, it's such a good feeling because you know that person will do the work necessary to have a, to build a beautiful, beautiful, sincere home. So I want to thank Dovi for coming back here and bringing the, the beautiful energy, the positivity. Dovi is somebody who has a opi- very opinionated and gishmaka ways, has good and cool opinions, but he's somebody who backed up. Who backed up all his all, all the things he wanted with hard work. He had dreams, but he backed it up. I want, I, it's a certain scene. I've seen it other guys in the I'm watching Yosef now, my take on Torah. I want it. It's not easy it's not easy to, to become connected to this. Yeah. Not nothing precious is easy, nothing precious is easy, nothing precious is easy, and how to connect to Torah, much like friendship, much like marriage, much like children, there's, there's a task, it doesn't, it doesn't not just end and my picture of Dovi like engaging tire, I saw the initial, I saw when it was starting, my picture of him on that chair, like floating, and then floating to his chavrus, and like, I need to be, I'm going to try, and then floating away, and then floating back. I have a picture on that chair, learning with Manny. But to see somebody who, like, oh, you have the chair. He has the chair, a <laughs> little. <laughs> you give a little visual back there. But um, really, tremendously, tremendously, tremendously precious. <laughs> Dovey's you climb and in Seriously. every area. I want to say that I, I, spoke in, I spoke today about, about family and connection to family. Dovi's Steiging involves every aspect of life. In yeshiva, we are certainly our mother, our teyre, the Torah speaks about stuff. Dovi's relationship to his parents, to his siblings, I saw tremendous, tremendous shtagin in that. The, one of the biggest things Dovi brought to yeshiva, he gave to guys and was a, a, a ben through and through, but one of the things he gave is connection to Shmuel. His connection, those yeah. two brothers' relationships. Yeah. I like on any trip Dovy took, it was Pasha that Shmuel was coming. Like that, the starting point is who are the next. Of course, that's and the way it is. Shotgun. That's his brother. Of course, that's the way it is. I appreciate that. It was not. I promise, it didn't have to be taught. He's a Ben It Wasn't like Dovy. Remember your brother. On any trip he took, his brothers. Like the only question is who gets the back <laughs> <laughs> that his brother was there. The connection to brother was something beautiful. And just the B'entire, through and through. Bentire. Guys always think I'm joking. When I say to guys in yeshiva, you better stay cool, I'm completely serious. I'm not like joking. It's not, I'm not very funny. I'm not good at being funny. When I say to guys, I, I say to guys, stay cool, I'm not joking. I'm saying very, very something, that when I say to a guy, stay cool, studying <laughs> Tyre is not like you become this, like, um, you become a guy in an ivory tower and detached from the world and now you're like a scholar. Tyre is talking about, Avraham was cool, he lived in this world. The study of Torah is how to live in this world and it's, it's, it's relevant to the world and works in this world. I don't want a guy to think that learning Torah like, doesn't work and Hashem made a world that's meant for, to support the learner of Torah. So when I see a guy like Dovi, I love the guys with Zeche this summer to spend time with him. You see a guy, it's through and through. He's a Ben Tyre. That's who he is. It works in this world. So I thank you for staying cool, Dovi. And my bracha to Dovi, his chasna is Thursday. Maybe there's a chance, I pray he lets us, there's a chance that we're going to get a sheva brachas and yeshiva. way! No, There's a chance no, we'll no sing. No way. You know, he, has he didn't give me an Afra we're begging. No, do. I put guys on the spot, join in the push. Maybe we'll have a Shem Tuesday night. That's Dur- still Dur- the family Dur- 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 in Durham, Dur- 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 in Durham Tuesday night. No. If it happens, do we all agree that Shmuel either speaks or sings? Yeah. Yes. Uh, give <laughs> <laughs> <it> a song. I'd <laughs> say it was like three of them. Even those that didn't say it, they also feel he's getting this. Got it. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's a possibility. There will be on Wednesday night. We're gonna have this huss of Reb Joey. We always have before Rosh Hashanah. We have some. We have Zemir before Rosh Hashanah. There'll be a concert on Wednesday night. We'll, what? No, no. Reb Joey, <laughs> Joey, here he's waiting for Adrav. It's funny in different environments. Like you say, Reb Chaim. In the mirror, it's Reb Chaim It's in Brisk. It's Reb Chaim Brisker. So he says here, Joey, Stam Joey's Joey. I, he's, he's like w- ready for Adrab. I mean, Reb Joey Nukum, Shlita. I mean, before Rosh Hashanah, Joey means of Joey Nukum, Both beautiful Joey's. The Meister Reb Joey Nukum will be coming Wednesday night. We'll be. We'll have him at eight thirty Wednesday night. On Thursday, we'll have yeshiva. We are leaving a little early. The buses are early. Is that, is that a truth? Thursday? Yeah. I believe it's a little early. A lot of people are going to Dovi's Chassas. I believe the buses are a little bit early. I think that's true. We'll find out for sure. What? Yeah. 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 That I don't know. Are they doing the bus to Baltimore yeah, see, it's no. One time, never have, never no. they may do it this year. We're, we're trying to. No <laughs> Let's do it. Could we try? We singing as the year goes on. We get better and better at singing together. But there's a song. Yo have introduced a new song we just did this summer. If we can end yes. today with a song. No, no, no. Johnny, if oh, you yeah. can do the rachim, yeah. let's see if we can do it. Yeah, but if guys can join in, please Thank try you. to join in. Take it away. Take it away. Johnny come sit next to me so you can teach it. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. Wow. Let's sing, let's sing. To, One more time, the low part again. Shemolyla Hashem, yes.